Grab your Bibles, turn to Romans 12. We're going to continue on the renewed mind. Romans 12. I spoke a couple of weeks ago, three weeks ago now, Lisa was last week, Andrew was the week before, and um, just for recap, I don't have too much time, but but uh, we we live in a world that is bombarded with lies, and uh, in in the beginning, you know, the devil comes comes to Adam and Eve and he says, did God really say? And he questions the goodness of God. And so, and, and that's often what happens in our lives. We get saved. I would say most Christians, they get saved, they come to church, and they might dabble in the kingdom, but they never really move into this place of knowing, one, who, who, who the king is, right? And then who they are in, the, in themselves. And that, that God actually, God doesn't just, he doesn't just save us from sin to be living a life in sin. He saves us out of sin into a life of freedom, right? God's, you know, Jesus says, you know, I've come to set the captives free. I've come to release prisoners. That was his job description. His job description was to set prisoners and captives free. And then, he's, and then Galatians, it says, for freedom's sake, right, Christ came. So this is a bit of recap. And, then, and so really, what does it look like then for us to live as, as believers as born-again believers in the world, because God doesn't just snatch us out of, out of here to rest. It's not, a re- it's not a rescue mission to snatch us out of it. Otherwise, he would have just taken you home to heaven the day you got born again. Yeah? He leaves you in the world, not to be influenced by the world, but so that you would influence the world. Right? We're the, we're the, we're the, th- we're the thermostat, not the thermometer. So often we, we just like, we, we, so often in Christians, they're like, oh, Lilydale, tough city to reach for Jesus. Well, that doesn't really bring much faith, does it? <laughs> or they're like, oh, this region, this, this, this place here, this is a hard, that, oh, that person, hard person to reach. Saul was killing Christians. <laughs> like, like God just, it's not hard for God. Come on. Right? And his world, his world is just completely different to our one. I mean, I, I say this the, all the time, but my idea, my thought of like, okay, I'm going to conquer the world and, and eradicate people's uh, issues of sin, I wouldn't have done it through a virgin in Bethlehem. That, that wouldn't have been my grand plan for world, you know, world conquering, <laughs> right? That wouldn't have been how I th- thought of it. I mean, they didn't think that's how he was going to come. They thought he was going to be a military man and take over and, and wipe out Rome. But he's like, no, I've come to bring my kingdom. And his kingdom thinks completely different to the one of this world. Yeah? And so we, we, we don't have the right... To, it's our job to adjust to his way of thinking. He, we don't fit God into our box, right? If he says lambs have to stand on their head and do a break dance to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, then that's what I have to do, right? No, that's not in the Bible, okay? <laughs> right? It, it, we've got to get this. 
right? It's because there's, if I can just sidetrack side for a second, there's two, there's, there's things in our world right now where, where you know, we're living in, in cancel culture and all this kind of crazy stuff. We need to be different. Too often Christians are known for what they're against rather than what they're for. Right? Now, I, just because I love someone doesn't mean I agree with their lifestyle. Right? Just because I love them and doesn't necessarily mean I agree with what they're doing. But I can still love them. Yeah? Come on. We've got to get this. And, and the renewed mind, the renewed mind, what it does, it, it, it does it's not salvation. Uh, it, salvation comes from the heart. As a man believes, you know, he, he confesses with his mouth and believes in his heart that Jesus is Lord. And that's where salvation comes from. But the renewed mind provides the track for the Holy Spirit to work through so that the impossible can bend its knee to the name Jesus. Right? Romans 12. If you look at it, Romans 12, it says, verse 3, for, uh, verse 2, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewed mind, renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So the renewed mind provides the track for the Holy Spirit to begin to move. And then test, a test comes or something happens that you get to decide, right? This is the will of God and I'm going to say amen to that. Or this is not the will of God. And I'm going, to, I'm going to bring the opposite to that. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'll illustrate it a little bit better in a moment. But we know this, you know, God's not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind, right? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You can be born again, free. The jail cell is open. You can be born again. The chains have been broken off of your life, and you can still be sitting in a jail cell. And the renewed mind, the renewed mind through testing proves the will of God. Now, there's two types of will of God that, you know, I think in in society and in in the Bible, there's the will of God that none should perish and that all should come to repentance. Are people perishing? Yes. It's not a trick question, right? So people are perishing, right? So is it God's will that people perish? No. No. We have a role to play, right? Yeah? Then there's the other will of God, which is, it doesn't matter if you vote yes, no, I'm not sure. You pray a hundred times, you don't pray, God's going to do it, right? It doesn't matter if you pray for Jesus, you're like, I don't think Jesus is coming back. That's irrelevant, he is coming back, okay? <laughs> doesn't matter what you do on that, that's the will of God and it will happen without your input yeah but he so loves to co-labor with us he so love he so created people to co-labor with you i mean what a privilege that you and i get to co-labor with god in such a way that we bring about heaven on earth I mean, that's awesome that's the that's the privilege you and i have and 
you know, in, in society, so in, in society, what happens in our lives, what happens in culture, what happens is something happens. So right, we get saved, we get born again, maybe we're living in this beautiful moment in, in, in our lives and it's the, people call it the honeymoon period or whatever, whatever that is, right? It, it, it's supposed to go from glory to glory, not from glory to bummer, okay? Just so you know, right? And so, but what happens is something happens. We're sick, we lose a loved one, uh, financial problems in our life. There's all these things that take place, right? In those moments, we've been, we've been given this opportunity through testing, and God might not bring the test, but we get to approve, is this God's will on earth or is it not? And the only way that I know how to do this is to become so intimate with the authentic one, which is Jesus. So that when a counterfeit comes, you recognize this is counterfeit. You recognize the lie. Yeah? You recognize because the devil, the devil, is, uh, I don't like talking about him too much, but just for a moment, he deceives there's blatant lies. Like if I said, hey, I'm six foot eight, right? That's a blatant lie, right? Um, but, but then there's deception that the devil comes. He doesn't, that's a blatant lie. Then there's deception, which is partial truth out of context. Are you with me? Right? If I, yep, oh, hopefully my daughters won't kill me for this. All right. If this is God's perfect design for marriage, let's just use marriage as an example. This is God's perfect design for marriage between a man and a woman. Yep. Okay. So what the devil loves to do is he'll take a little bit of that and distort it and try and call it perfect love. He takes a little bit off and it's called deception. Did God really say, oh, surely I can just bend a little bit here, bend a little bit here, bend a little bit here. And then over time, we, we drift way away from the original, which is Jesus. Are you with me? Right? We don't have the right to change the original standard. Does that make, I'm just using, I'm not... I'm just making an example, right? We're not going down that line today, okay? Are you with me? Right? So, so through testing, we get to approve the will of God. So the renewed mind. So the, the authentic one is Jesus. So through intimacy, as a new creation in Christ, the old is gone, the new has come, right? So let's just make this really practical. I, I for years, for me... I was told as a man, and people in this room may have had the same, for years, problem with pornography, problem with, with lust, all those kinds of things. Uh, for years, people would say, oh, you're, well, you're a man, and so you just have to bounce your eyes when you see a woman walking down the street, and you just, you, that, that's, your, that's the problem you will have for the rest of your life because you're a man. Christians, pastors told me this, right? And I was like, man, it's just not marrying up with what I'm reading in scriptures, right? 
I'm not plowing through the scrippies, right? Who the sun sets free is free indeed. I'm like, okay, well, that's in there, right? So here I've got this deception of a lie. Now, I'm not blaming the people that said that. Here I have this deception, and here I have the authentic one, Jesus, who the Bible says, as he is, so am I in this world. Right? If you go to Romans 6 right now, just go to Romans 6. Verse 12, uh, verse 11, so, so you also must consider yourself dead to sin. All right, that's really good. I can consider myself dead to the power and the nature of sin in my life. You can too. You can consider yourself dead to sin. It, that's what it says. It says, consider yourself dead to sin. That is the word, the word there, sin, is a noun. It's a person. It has its own emotions, feelings, deception attached to it. Desires, right? It has its own desires attached to it. It's in scripture. Do not be deceived by its desires. Whose desires? Yours or sin's? Sins. So, consider yourself dead to sin. All right. I'm not just considered dead to my action of sin. I'm considered dead to the nature of sin, the person of sin. Are you with me? Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He doesn't keep you in your sin. He plucks sin out of you because that was the problem. And he deposits Holy Spirit inside of you. Right? So now, but now we're learning, how do I actually outwork this thing called the gospel? How do I actually outwork this thing called this new creation in Christ? How do I walk out of the jail cell now and live in the world and the world doesn't happen to me, I happen to the world, right? How do I do that? And so the next verse, is, is the, the next part of that passage is the key. And he says, and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So you consider yourself dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. So now you and I can come boldly to the throne of heaven. We can meet with Jesus face to face. The veil has been torn from top to bottom. It's been ripped open so you and I can enter the holy of holies and walk and meet God face to face. And we can know who we've been created to be and we can know what he's like what his spirit, how he moves, how he operates. I don't, rec- I don't, I don't read in scripture the, 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 the shadow healing ministry that Jesus taught on on the Wednesday for four weeks. It isn't in there. Peter was so possessed with Jesus that his shadow leaked God. It's flipping awesome. <laughs> right? His world is different to our one. We have to understand, we have to get the renewed mind, so that when a lie or a deception comes or something in our world that is not okay, we would actually fight and say, that doesn't belong in my world. And I'm here, so I'm going to change it. Right? Come on. I'm fired up. Right? uh, uh, Seriously, because the church is apathetic about the will of God. They're like, oh, God wills it. Rubbish. There's a devil. Come on. He's put his Holy Spirit inside of you and he's like, do something. I love you. 
right? So consider yourself alive to God. So in my scenario, so I was plowing through Romans, I'm plowing through Galatians. I'm like, hang on, I'm, I'm dead. I'm dead. My old man is dead. If I, if I have a, I'm going to get to my finish, my, my point. If I have a, uh, if, if I commit murder, right? If I kill someone and the police come around to my house to arrest me, but I'm also dead. They can't convict me of that crime anymore because I'm dead. It's no longer I who live. But we have, but what the devil loves to do, he's, called the accu- he's not called the accuser of the sinners. He's called the accuser of the brethren, right? Because she's fine, I'm not bothered by it. He's called the accuser of the brethren. Why? Because what he loves to do, he comes and he says, hey, Liam, you remember that time five years ago when you did da-da-da-da-da-da-da? That's really who you are. Actually, um, actually, you know that you'll never be free of pornography. You'll never be free of lust. You'll never be free of worry. You'll never, it just won't happen. That sickness in your life, it's not going to happen. People don't really like you. People judge you in church and they think you're weird and, Da, 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 da. And, oh, that person looked at me sideways. What were they really thinking? Right? It, no? I'm the, I'm the only one. Okay. All right. That's, 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 I'm the only one that's had that happen to me. No one else. You're all just whew, flowing, right? The Holy Ghost. Cool. Right? So these thoughts, they come. They come, right? These thoughts, they come. Do we take them, 2 Corinthians 10, do we take them captive to the obedience of the world and self-help programs, or do we take them captive to the obedience of Jesus? Right? So we, take, we learn the word there is to apprehend thoughts, to grab them, take them captive. Okay, does this, does, this appro- does this marry up with the will of God or, and with Jesus, or does it not? I get, I am a powerful person, who gets to decide that? Adam and Eve were, were perfect. Yet they chose to obey the devil and disobey God, which in turn empowered the liar. Right? Are you with me? Right? So I, I remember I was plowing through, I'll finish with my point. So I'm plowing through the scriptures, I'm reading things, I'm like, Man, I'm a new creation, okay? I'm a new creation. I'm considering myself dead to sin. Okay, what sin am I considering myself dead to? Everything. Everything. Okay, well, Jesus, Jesus didn't struggle with, with lust. He may have been tempted, but he didn't have a lust problem. So as he is, so am I in this world. So I'm like, all right, I need to believe that I need to approve that as the, I need to say amen to that and let that become my new normal. I'm just using lust as one example because it's, a lot of people can relate. Put worry in there. Jesus says, do not worry. That to me says it is possible to live your life and not worry because Jesus said it, Right? Now, there's no condemnation. So if you're like, well, I'm stuck in worry and I'm just not there and, oh, well, I'm just going to retreat and go back the other way. No, that's, that's not God, right? 
That's where we come to him face to face. For four years, I went to God face to face and I was like, God, show me who I am and show me who you are because I know your word is truer than the experience that I'm experiencing. I know this cannot be the reality that you saved me from so that I just live and look exactly like the world. I know your word is true and I need it to become a reality so my mind is so renewed that I can walk into a brothel, not that I do, but don't, <laughs> so that I could look at a woman and see God, see God the way God created her to. I don't know if that makes sense, but the way God created her, right? So that I could look at a person that I wouldn't have to bounce my eyes. I'm not going to put myself in a stupid position. That's called dumb on steroids, right? Don't do that, right? But I can look at a person and I can say, I'm not, you, I'm, I'm not bothered by lust because I'm dead to sin. Lust isn't in me. God's not trying to fix lust. He's not fixing it. He killed it. He destroyed it on the cross. Right? He killed lust. Right? And I can look at a person the way God sees them. Right? It doesn't mean temptations don't come. It doesn't mean that you know, these, these things don't try and come against me, but they're not who I am. Right? God's not trying to beautify a dead corpse. He made a new person. He put his spirit inside of me. And he said, all right, listen, I want you to work on self-control. Because you've got the spirit of self-control. I want you to work on purity. Because I've made you pure. I want you to focus on holiness. Because that's how I've designed you. I've made you holy. And I want you to be holy because I'm holy. You can't do this thing. You can't do this thing alone. It won't work. And the renewed mind, what happens is the renewed mind, some lie or a deception or a fiery dart comes. It submit to God, resist the devil, and he does flee. This is my own picture. I wonder in the spirit, I would love, I've been praying for a while and I, I'm still praying it. I'd love to see what happened in the spirit realm the day we got born again. I pray that prayer off. I'm like, God, show me like on a movie screen. Show me that in the valley of the dry bones. I'd love to see that. Just Anyway, those are my two. You can... <laughs> And, uh, and so, in the spirit realm, there, there's things going on, right? We don't, need, we don't need to, you guys know that. So, there's things going on in the spirit realm. There's, there's, there's you know, demonic stuff. There's whatever, right? Demons are not the opposite. The devil's not the opposite of God. He's the opposite of Gabriel and Michael. Come on. It's not a, it's not a fair fight, right? We're on the winning side, FYI. And so, um, so here in the spirit realm, what's happening is I like to, I like to picture it like this. Like it's like there's, there's a person, there's someone, and they've got whatever's going on in their life. And the enemy like, he just throws fiery darts and he says, oh, that's, that's who you are. That, this is who you are. I'm going to accuse you of this. I'm going to make you feel guilt and shame and whatever, whatever, right? So these fiery darts start coming. But then, then that person's like, 
they're just submitting to God. And they're like, God, that's not who I am. And that's not who you are. Because so often people think God's caused something to happen in their life. When it's not God, it's the devil, right? And so the people are like, oh, that's, there's this person. There's this little, let's call, let's call him John, right? So John's there and he's like, that's not who you are. You said, I am free. You said, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You said that you created me for a purpose to walk in good works. You said that the old is gone and the new is come. You said that, da 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 and, you, and he starts to feed, he starts to worship God. He's like, God, God, I just praise you, and I thank you that you are incredible. And what begins to happen is, I've submitted to God, the devil can't even have a foothold in my life, and he just flees. He goes, I'll go find someone else. Right? Come on. Submit to God, resist the devil, he does flee. It's a promise. He might try one more time to come knocking and go, oh, they just too big. They just, love, they just love Jesus way too much. They're so in tune with the authentic one that anything that looks like a counterfeit, they recognize. All right. Hmm. Uh, faith, faith doesn't, doesn't mean a situation isn't happening. Right? I think often we preach this and people say, oh, are you telling me that my situation, the sad moment in my life or the disappointment or the whatever isn't real? So, no, no, that's not, that's not what faith is. Faith denies that a place of influence in my life. So faith is like a situation or a circumstance, whatever it is, and it's like, oh, faith brings that reality into this one and that reality always supersedes this one. Always. Uh, Jesus says, whatever is bound in heaven, bind on earth. Whatever is loosed in heaven, loose on earth. We're not just walking around going, well, if it's your will, What's his, you can know what his will is. It's found in the perfect person of Jesus. Hebrews 1, it says, In the last days, you've heard it through, through the prophets, but in these days, I've spoken through my son, Jesus, who is the exact representation of the Father. Exact. Dean will tell you that word in the Greek, exact, is, means exact. Okay, so there can be something in your life coming against you. Is it found in the life of Jesus? And if it's not found in the life of Jesus, you have good authority to not call it God. Suicide, whatever it is, it's like, oh, well, must have been God's will. He'll work it out. He must have caused that to somehow. No, no. He's not a schizophrenic God. I don't see the life of Jesus. I don't see that in the life of Jesus. Oh, yeah, but we didn't see that person get healed. Okay. This doesn't mean it wasn't God's will. Come on. We're not, we're not maybe fully walking in it all yet. That's okay. We're on the, that's the process. That's the renewed mind. 
Oh, we got that prophetic word wrong, or this circumstance didn't bend its knee to the name Jesus, or whatever happened, whatever it is in our life, that it's like, okay, I don't have the right to, to change who he is based on what didn't happen or did happen. I don't have that privilege. We don't. I don't have that privilege. But so often in the church, we're like, oh, well, that's, God caused this to happen. No, he didn't. And it's happened, and it's tragic, and it's horrible, and it's sad, whatever it is, and it, it, or it's a bummer, right? But there's a place to fight, and it's from a place of victory. It's not for victory, it's from victory, all right? Are you with me? So that's what faith does. Faith, faith goes, that should not be in my world. That is killing people. I need to do something about it. I, I, I pray often, or we've prayed this with Dean in our, in our prayer times that we have, I, I pray often that the spirit of suicide would leave our country. And that's why I go after identity, because if people know who they are, I, I get to talk to youth people in schools and, and different places and, and that, and we just, I just, I just want to hit that, because I'm like, if these kids know who they are, they wouldn't do that. But it doesn't belong. It doesn't belong in this country. And I'm here. You're here. Right? And so we have, we have, a, we have a responsibility to steward the will of God. Hmm. So it comes, it comes through testing that we prove the will of God. It comes through something that happens. Well, I, I get to approve this. Truth or lie? Truth or lie? Father of lies, father of truth. And the way that we grow in this is through intimacy with the authentic one, Jesus. The way that we understand the way that his spirit works. I mean, let's just, let's just talk about this for a few seconds, a few minutes. The gospel's weird. <laughs> Walking on water, coin out of a fish's mouth, cloth, handkerchiefs, healing people. Come on. Shadows, healing. I mean, that's weird. <laughs> right? You know, people manifest in certain ways. Things happen. That's in the Bible. It's in the Old Testament. Right? People falling down. The priest couldn't minister. The power of God was so thick in the room. Right? We, have to, we have to make such a place for the Lord. We get to. We get to make such a place for God. God, you would be fully, authentically you. And sometimes, sometimes, now I will say that, let me say the other flip side of this. Just because it's weird doesn't mean it's always God. <laughs> right? Okay, so there's both. Uh, I love, I can't remember who said it. They said, I don't care how high you jump, as long as when you hit the deck, you're walking straight with the Lord. Right? That, that's what you want. However, there are some times in our world where in our life, in our circumstances, situations, we're, 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 we're with God and we're walking with God every single day and he's speaking to us about something and it's quite bizarre. But you know, because you know the tenderness of that voice or you know the tenderness of the, the heart of the presence of God, this is him. 
He's asking me to step out of the boat here and walk on water. This, I'm so close to him that the presence of God comes or whatever it is, and you're like, oh, I, need, I think this is God. And you get to step out and approve the will of God in, in that situation or circumstance. Does that make sense? You get to, it, it's, but it comes through intimacy. It comes through recognizing the presence. Acts 2, the outpouring of the Spirit, when they're all shakabandas and they're all speaking in tongues, you know, and Peter's like, this is God. It says that he, he says, they're not drunk as you suppose they are. This is the, this is, we recognize this. They've not seen that before, but they're like, we, we can sense the presence of this person called Jesus in the room. Yeah? And we approve this as God. He says, this is the Lord. This is Joel 2. This is the prophecy of Joel 2. And, and we, we, we agree with it. And sometimes God will offend your mind. He'll offend it hardcore to reveal what's in here. He'll offend it. Mary's highly offensive. <laughs> to the rest of the world, Mary looks like she's having a, a good old day with Joseph. But she recognised this is, this is God. And he had a bit of help from some angels. But <laughs> <laughs> If I... Uh, of, of this phrase we have around here, Jesus... Jesus is the truth about God and Jesus is the truth about us. Let's be a people that become so close, so intimate with him, with the presence and the person of Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. It's not an it. It's not a mist. It's a person. His name's Holy Spirit. And he does things that are different sometimes. <laughs> but we become so intimate with him that we can recognize the renewed mind through testing. Oh, this is, I think this is Jesus right now. And then the will of God gets proved. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How does he do it? I'd like to propose the, the best way that Jesus does that is through believing believers that believe. Believing believers that actually believe he is who he says that he is. They actually believe there's a lie comes. They're like, oh, that's a lie. I can recognize it. It doesn't belong. It's a fiery dart. I wouldn't be deceived by its deceptions. I'm not deceived by that. You don't, you don't have to, please don't walk around thinking, oh, am I deceived by that? If you're walking close to God, don't worry. He'll work it out. <laughs> if you are, he'll be like, hey, stop that. Don't do that. Let's go back here. Yeah? You don't have to be like, oh, is this a devil? Is this, is this a devil? No, if you're walking close with the Lord, it's, it's, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah? Yeah? Because faith, if I put it this way, if you think, if you're like, I need to not sin, 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 I need to make sure I don't sin. You're still focusing on the problem, you'll probably end up sinning. 
Whereas if you're fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith, when sin comes crouching at the door seeking whom it shall devour, it won't have a grip to hold on to. Right? And we use this analogy often with dirt. I don't have a bowl of dirt, but if I, if I had a bowl of dirt here and I said to Dean, hey, do you want to have a bite of the bowl of dirt that I've got out from that garden out there, beautiful bowl of dirt? He'd say no. Yeah? Yeah? He'd say no. Okay, good. <laughs> if he has a desire and a feeling and an emotion that says, I, w- I don't really feel like eating dirt right now. He could think that desire and that demotion is his. And then he shadow boxes for the rest of his Christian life trying to fight the good dog or bad dog inside of him when it's not actually inside of him, it's an external voice that's trying to deceive him to think that it's actually him. Yeah? Hebrews, it says, do not be deceived. Do not give yourself to the deceitfulness of sin so that you'd, be, that you'd be wooed by its desires. Do not give yourself, it says, encourage each other daily so you'll not be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Whose desires are they? Sins. Lies. Did God really say? You'll never be free of the shame. Did God really say? Da, 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 da. Deception. But when we see rightly who Jesus is, we go, oh, hang on. Oh, that's the lie. I can approve the will of God, which is the truth about who I am. Or a circumstance that I'm facing or whatever it is. Are you with me? Why don't you stand? Cool. The gospel is called good news. It means something has happened in the past that I get to report on. There's a lot of strange news, (laughs) but there's a lot of good news. The news is something that we report on. We get to report, we get to believe the news is good. Yeah, you're like, yeah, that's very simple. Yes. The gospel is simple. It's deep and profound, deep and profound, but it's very simple. Jesus didn't, Jesus and the Father and Holy Spirit weren't sitting around in heaven thinking, all right, I'm going to go and die on a cross and shed blood for their sins. And then I'm going to leave them in it. They were were up there in heaven. They were going, hey, what are we going to do? Jesus says, I'll go 
father says, great, I'll send you as my son. And you go. And um, what are you going to do? You're going to conquer Rome? He says, no, I'm going to go right to the root of the problem, which is sin. And I'm going to destroy the devil. I'm going to get the keys of the kingdom back because we lost them. And I'm going to give them to my people. Right? And then, oh, but the devil will still be around. Yeah, but he'll just look around for people whom he'll devour. But there'll be Christians that they fully believe me and they won't get devoured by the devil. They'll devour the devil. And uh, I'm going to put me, Holy Spirit goes, well, what's my job? And he goes, well, I'm going to go and I'm going to rip out their heart of flesh, heart of stone, and I'm going to give them a heart of flesh, sorry. And I'm going to put myself, me, God, inside of them. So from that moment on, from the day I resurrect, from that moment on or a few days later, I'm going to pour out my spirit and I'm going to deposit myself inside of every single person and I'm going to redeem the full person, spirit, soul, and body. I'm going to redeem the mind. I'm going to redeem the heart. And I'm going to redeem their body. I'm going to redeem them. Jesus died a man to redeem humanity. So often we're like, oh, I don't deserve it. And God's like, yes, you don't deserve it. That's called grace. That's called mercy. But he's like, would you stop? Would you stop being in that place of, of woe is me? And would you start to believe the victory that I've put inside of you so you can become more than a conqueror? So you can actually take up your rightful spot as a son or a daughter of God, and you can actually start to stop navel gazing at, at the lies or navel gaze. I'm not putting shame or guilt on anyone, but God is saying to people this morning, it is time to arise and shine, for I have already come. It's not time to sit back and go and, and, and just relax in that way and sit back and go, oh, well, I'll never, I'll never. No, those are the accusing lies of the devil. They're not your thoughts. They're not who you are. They're not who he created you to be. He says, son, daughter, you're free. But I don't feel it. It's not about feelings. You're free. I made you free. My word says, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Oh, but did this happen, this happen, this happen? Yes, I know there's tragedy. Things have happened in our world that are not okay. Things have happened. That's where the loving arm of the comfort of the Holy Spirit comes. He's a comforter. He comes and he says, come and sit on my lap, son or daughter. Come and be with me. He wept, he cried, he had feelings, he had emotions. Yes, all of those things. But he, but he says, this is, okay, it's time. This is who you are. This is what I want to do. I want to take you out of despair. I want, to, I want to leave you in that place. I'm going to bring you through the valley of the shadow of death. And I'm going to, put a, I'm going to place a table in the presence of my enemies where you will sit and you will worship me. And you know that thing that happened? Guess what, child? I didn't cause it. Oh, but you allowed it. No, I didn't even allow it. I wouldn't allow it. My kids might touch the oven. That doesn't mean I caused it or allowed it. 
The first thing I would do, though, if they touched the oven is I'd grab their hand, I'd rinse it in water, I'd put a bandage on it, I'd heal that hand. Come on. There are things that the church in large has said about God that is not who God is. There's things that the church has said about the Father that if, if we said that about ourselves, it'd be abuse. And we've put that on God. It's time to renew our minds so that we can actually think not just God thoughts, but actually think exactly like he thinks. I'm not saying we're God. Don't hear what I'm not saying. <laughs> Who may instruct God, Paul says, yet we have the mind of Christ. He's looking. He's looking for people. He's looking for people that would say, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm done with these lies. I'm done with these lies about myself. I'm done with this. I want to move past this. I want to move beyond. He's saying, I'm going, to, I'm going to rip you out of your circumstance. I believe there's people in this room that there's going to be a grace, a supernatural grace. You're new believers. You're, you're, you're fresh in the Lord. And he's going to give a supernatural grace to teach you and show you in a very quick amount of time the goodness and the kindness of God and who you are that will almost feel like you're, you've been a Christian for 50 years. Thank you, Lord. Uh, I just feel to respond to this message this morning. Can, can I get um, a bunch of the prayer team and, and leaders down the front? Can we get a bunch of people down the front? That would be awesome. Jenny and die if you want to come down unless you need prayer if you if you want prayer then that, that don't come <laughs> john if you want to come you want to come pray for people if you want i believe sometimes we're in we're in a jail cell we're in prison and we're just prisoners of war right we're just pow's and we're like, oh, I've been like this for so long. Like this, this is, I get it, Liam. I'm hearing you. I, I get it. I, I'm, I'm agreeing, but I'm just stuck and I just don't, I don't know what to do. And I really believe that in those moments, sometimes you just need a fellow soldier, a fellow you know, person in crime to come along and say, hey, I'm going I'm to just help you up right now. I'm just going to help you up. I'm going to help you get out of the prison cell and I'm just going to speak truth and life into you. Right, and I, I, that's all that this call is today. I really feel like that's all it is. Is just it's like, hey, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. I'm hearing this thing. I, I want to walk in freedom. I want to walk in this. I want to start to renew my mind so that I can discern the good and evil, so that I can not be fooled by the devil's schemes anymore, and I can actually walk in the fullness that Jesus has paid for me. And I, I want that, and I need that, right? But you're like, I'm, I'm a little bit stuck, or I'm a little bit you know, whatever it is. And that's where the body, that's where church, that's where the body of Christ, that we actually lock arms. And I was reminded this week of a picture that Shen and I got when we went to America of the old armies, you know, the, like the Viking armies, they would lock shields. And you, that, that wall was impenetrable. You couldn't, people, that wall was like, you couldn't break it unless someone removed their shield and that had a chink in the armor right, that, that, that the fiery dark could get through. And I just felt over this church, over the sanctuary, 
that this house is going to be a house where the armour is going to be so locked and clinking together, right, in such a way that we can move, you know, and they'd be like, huh, and they'd move forward, and then they'd be like, huh, and then they'd, they'd move forward, all in, all in unison, and that we wouldn't be a church that would move for, forward. Yes, we've got vision. This guy's got vision. I've got vision. Lisa's got vision. This house has vision. Without a vision, people perish. But we would, we would be locked in linked arms in moving forward in the person of Jesus. Because he's our shepherd. He's our follower. He's the one we're looking to. We're not looking to another. We're not looking to a man. We're looking to him. Amen? All right? So, so I just feel like that's going to happen. So cool. If you, if you want to come down, we're going to close the service. I'm going to pray. And then if you want to come down for prayer, for anything at all that these guys would love to pray with you. And we, I just believe God's going to set people free today. So, Father, I just thank you. I thank you that people would be set free and live the rest of their days in freedom on earth as it is in heaven. God, I pray for a supernatural grace to set the captives free, to set POWs free this morning. God, I pray, I break off shame, I break off guilt, I break off condemnation, I break off the accuser of the brethren. I say, you do not have any rights in this house any longer. That person that you're accusing is dead. He no longer lives. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ in me, the hope of glory. I thank you for that.